Welcome back to Juncture Podcast. If this is your first time listening, Juncture represents my love of films and dreams and the similarities between them. These are also the two topics discussed on this podcast. Dreams are the films our mind creates and films are dreams actualized. I use my multidisciplinary background to examine films and dreams through the use of symbolism, imagery, motifs, and other narrative and visual techniques involved in storytelling and understanding meaning. Today's episode is going to be about how to analyze your dreams. And I've broken it down into four basic steps. So um, just take your time. Um, take some notes and I'm gonna just jump right into it so step one is the most important step of all and that is record your dreams Um, there's two ways that I do it but basically it comes back to the same basic one and that's keeping a dream journal I personally keep a notebook and a pen or pencils right by my bed. So if I wake up, I can write it down immediately. The second option is whipping out your phone and doing like an audio recording. But like I said, it ends up just going back to the writing it down part because I end up transcribing my recording so that it's easier for me to read and research and I could just glance at something on the paper instead of having to like scrub through the recording or figure out where I said this, when I said, you know, it's just easier. But depending on when you wake up and when you have a dream, you know, it just depends on which one is easier. But eventually I think you'll find it more easier if you, uh, even when recording, that you get these audio files transcribed, and it's easier to just pull information from that. And I mention the audio recording specifically because if your dream's like really crazy, and you wake up in the middle of the night or early in the morning, and you don't want to like get all the way up and turn on the light and find a piece of paper or grab your notebook or, you know... um, I I have an iPhone, so I use the voice memo app, and I just record myself going through the sequence of what happened in the dream. And then once I get the, I think it's an MP3 MP3 or MP4 file off my phone, and then I upload it onto a website that will transcribe it for me. I think the site that I use, it's it's called outer.ai, kind of like the otter, the the mammal that swims in the ocean and, and eats oysters or whatever. <laughs> it's otter.ai, and I think the AI stands for like artificial intelligence, but th- they get pretty accurate, so you can transcribe it that way. There are, I believe, multiple services that do the same thing, but otter AI is the one that I use. Also, when you are recording or writing it down, your journal entries don't need to be elegant 
or eloquent or written proper grammar or anything like that. You basically just want to write down what happened in the dream. As much as you can remember, be very detailed, but stick to what you remember. Don't embellish. Just keep it straight to the facts. I mean, you could even do like bullet points, Uh, but I'm not trying to make anything that, you know, a journal entry that looks fancy or it could, you know, it could turn into a story and publish. It doesn't need to be written in any kind of special way other than just writing it down and making sure that, you know, you write it in a way that you can read your own handwriting. And, um, you know, you can see the order in which things happen in the dream. Also, as you're writing this down in the dream, and then you may want to do this in like two steps where you just write down the facts of the dream, and then maybe you go back over it and you kind of like, write down what you were feeling during the dream, uh, what you were thinking. Um, You also want to write down what's going on in your current life. Um, If you, if that particular dream happened during a month where you were stressed or sad or you were preoccupied with certain events that happened recently, you want that to also be a part of your journal, uh, your journal, because that's going to factor in into the second, third step, um, it's going to come into play um, later on in this process. So you want to also be sort of, uh, I don't know what the word is, but just aware of how you're feeling, your mood, what's going on in your life, in your waking life, um, those kind of things. Also, if anything in the dream reminded you of something or something that means something very specific to you personally, you definitely want to write that down. If there are any people in the dream you recognize, you know, you want to write that down. Just as much detail about the dream and what happened and, you know, what's going on in the dream. And also, I don't want to forget, not just what's going on in your current life, But, you know, if something pops up in the dream and it's sort of related to your past, especially if you're having a reoccurring, a recurring dream, you want to write that down too. Just being very cognizant, I don't know if that's the right word, of yourself and what's going on around you, what has happened, just keeping that all in mind and just being aware of all of that. And... This is all important because it kind of ushers you into step two, which is highlighting the key elements in your dreams. The first step one was really just centered around getting the entire, mostly getting the entire dream sequence out. Now, step two is where you go over it with a fine, so like going over with a fine tooth comb and you pull out the details or anything that stuck out to you or is unique or weird. It's just like a, so this is like a whole process. So you don't want to skip a step. I mean, it's easier going in order because this is the way for me, things, these, the process naturally flows for me. So this is the way I do things and I 
this is the way I do it in order, but you definitely don't want to skip a step. I mean, maybe you can combine steps or something like that, but you don't want to skip a step because I think at each step is important and it builds until the second step, until the third step, until you get to the final step. So it's like you need all these steps in this process to sort of really pinpoint what your dream is telling you and what these things might mean. So when it comes to what stands out, I'm going to go through some prompts, some questions that you can ask yourself as you're writing down the dream sequence or as you are in now in step two, as you're reading back over the dream sequence. Because in step one, you should have written down all of the details, as many as many details as you can remember, as detailed as possible. Details, details, details. So by the time step two comes, you should have that finished and you should just be like reading over it. And then you pull out the things that stand out. And so these questions, these prompts that I'm going to read out are going to kind of help you get a gist of what you should be, what should be standing out to you, what things you should be looking deeper into. Now, this isn't a comprehensive list. These are just a, a few things that came to mind, things that I always notice and make sure that I pay attention to as I'm dreaming and I always make a mental note um, as I'm writing it down. So I'm going to go through the list of prompts slash questions. The first one is, what do you notice first? You know, when this dream starts, what is the first thing that stands out to you? Uh, Notice any unusual objects or animals. Notice any colors. Random fact that doesn't really have anything to do with this, but some people don't dream in color. Some people dream in black and white. I did not know that. I dream in color, but I remember reading somewhere that some people do dream in black and white, which I I, I can't remember what that reasoning is behind that, but I don't know. Maybe I'll look that up and post it on Twitter, but yeah, not everybody dreams in color. Um, So notice any colors, you know, if something stands out, if you see that color, maybe you see it over and over in the dream. I don't know. Um, where are you? Are you in a house? Where in the house are you? Are you outside? Are you in the woods or on a boat, for example? What time of day is it? Is it, looks like it's, you know, it's really dark. It's the sun is setting. It's early in the morning. Uh, how do you feel in the dream? Are you scared? Are you sad? Are you happy? Are you angry? These are just some prompts that you can go through go through and maybe it'll help you pull out these details it'll help you kind of pinpoint the things that are going to stand out because for me these questions are usually the things that i pull out from my own dreams and they are the very prominent things that i pull out and that I often use in interpretation over and over and over again. Um, it, they're usually, I mean, like they're like like I said, they they stand out. They're the things I notice the most, and I think because of that, they're just 
automatically important because it's what our mind goes to first. It's the easily noticeable thing. It's the most memorable thing. These are the things that I use that I pull out from my dreams all the time and that I use to interpret. But, you know, there can be other prompts, maybe other things that maybe are connected to this, maybe not connected to this. I'm not sure. But this is what I use for myself and my dream. Another big part. Well, okay. So the first, the first step is very important. It's a very key part. Step one, because you can't do any interpretation without any type of recording involved without any type of recording the dream sequence like you can't you can't do anything if you don't do step one so in step two this is I feel it's the most it's a key point it's the most important step second most important step in the whole process and you know once you get through the prompts and you pull out these details it's definitely the most important thing. Pulling out the details, and, and that's, that's important. But the introspection, it's like, let me just say what the name is. The introspection part of step two is, is important because it's the personalized, individualized aspect. Because you, ha- you, can't, give, you can't give a general one-size-fits-all dream interpretation. I feel it's very unique to the individual. So you you have to do the introspection part. You have to look inward within yourself or be able to ask the dreamer. You know, if you're the one interpreting someone else's dream, like you have to ask the dreamer certain questions to give that individualized, personalized approach to it because it's just I just don't think there's a general way to do dream interpretation I mean it I mean I guess you can do generic but it just it's it's not going to really mean anything to the person it's not going to be in a way that they can understand it or it's not going to give them any type of insight into their subconscious or insight into their life or give them any understanding of themselves and who they are and um, maybe what they're going through. Like, they can't do nothing with that, with the generalized um, analysis. Like, it's got to be, you got to be really specific or at least be able to ask, pose these questions so that the dreamer can do the introspection you know if you're doing because I've done like dream interpretation other people on the podcast and I wasn't able to like ask them directly but you do want to be able to give them to pose questions in a way that the dreamer if they're not right in front of you they can go back and think about those questions and do their own introspection separately. Kind of like where you ask kind of like open-ended questions where they, you know, they're not going to be able to answer you right on the spot, but it's something that they can go back to and think about later on and kind of look inward. You have to to look inward because no one else is dreaming this dream. This is your dream. You know, it's specific to you. And I've gotten on track. Introspection. 
A second key point, the most important part in step two is introspection. And this is basically how you apply what you pulled out of your dream in the first part of this process and give it a specific or individualized meaning. Your dream is specific to you and these symbols are specific to you because we don't exist in a bubble. It's all parts of our subconscious, our memories, our waking life, things that hold significance to us, things we see and interact with in our waking life that we don't notice, but our subconscious remembers. Your dream analysis, your dream interpretation is going to be specific to you. These symbols are going to mean something completely different to someone else. It's important within introspection that as you're journaling, as you're writing, as you're recording, as you're pulling out these symbols and analyzing that you don't forget the most important element in this process. And that important element is you. So you want to be paying attention or just be somewhat aware of what's going on in your waking life. What's currently go currently going on? What's on your mind? What are you feeling? What kind of mood are you in? Are you stressed? Is there anything that you're preoccupied with? Are there certain recent events that are being talked about on the news a lot? You want to have that at the forefront of your mind when you're looking at these symbols and reading about what they mean because a lot of these symbols are gonna have multiple interpretations when it comes to history, history, cultures, or language. You want to be able to take the symbol and recognize whether or not it's something that your subconscious will have remember or be aware of to use in your dream. It has to be relevant to you. You can't take a symbol that means one thing in a different culture and think it's going to mean the same thing to you and your life when you're from a completely different culture. So it's like basically these symbols a lot of times are culturally relevant. And so you may read something about a symbol and you're like, that doesn't make sense. But what you're reading about this symbol, the symbol is specific to a certain culture and that specific culture may have applied a completely different meaning to that, which you and your existence in a different culture is not going to know about. It's not going to be able to your subconscious is not going to be able to take that symbol, pull that from reality, and then in turn recycle and use that in your dreams because it's not going to be relevant. Like it's not going to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not going to be aware that that means that, you know? I don't know if that makes sense. Culturally relevant symbols, I don't think your mind can, your subconscious is going to pull out something and use it that it wouldn't even have access to or wouldn't have known about or wasn't even exposed to. So you're not going to be able to apply some random cultural, other cultural symbol to yourself. It's not going to make sense when you do it. So that's maybe something when someone is looking up meanings of colors or symbols or places or things like that and they're like what is that that doesn't really apply to me but it's like you know it's not it's not it doesn't know it doesn't make sense to you because it's not something that your mind would have been aware of to recycle and use in your dream I just don't think that's how the mind works I mean I'm open to learning about things Maybe I'll read something later on and I'll, it'll change my mind. But as of right now, I don't think our mind pulls from random cultures that we've never been exposed to. 
I think on some level, like everything that we dream, our mind has been exposed to it in some way in order to pull that symbol from reality, recycle it and use it in our dreams. So that's something to ponder about as you're doing dream interpretation. And that's something I'm I'm definitely going to be thinking about. Because I, I mentioned this earlier when I was talking in, earlier in the podcast, but our our mind, our subconscious may remember things that our conscious mind won't remember, but like it's in there somewhere, it's floating around, and then it gets pulled out of the repertoire of imagery, and they you know, our subconscious builds it into this, it builds this dreamscape, it builds this, puts together this sequence. But everything in the sequence is something that we've already seen, already heard, already been exposed to. We're just not aware that we've been exposed to it. That's that's my take on it. That's something that you want to keep in mind when you're trying to understand these symbols. This is why it's very, very important key element in the dream analysis process. That's why introspection is a very, very important key element in dream analysis. So looking inward, reflecting on your life, reflecting on your past, on your current events, all of this is all part of the dream analysis. And it all comes together to form the final conclusion, which is the interpretation so it's it's is not just plotting it's not just pulling out these symbols and then putting them together like you you apply it in a way that your subconscious would have that that's relevant to your subconscious i was trying to like put it in a way that was like a simple sentence and it kind of summarized everything that i've been saying so now we are at step three, which is the analysis. We're almost at the end. This process, like, I mean, all these processes kind of seem sort of short, but uh, when you're actually going through it, the analysis part is the part that's going to take you longest to go through. That's, that's how it works for me, the analysis. It's like once I pull out the symbols, and then you got to put it together in a cohesive way compiled compiled with combined with the introspection you have to put it in order you know like because it's nothing in this dream is random so nothing in the in in step 2 which is you know pulling out the key elements and then the introspection like none of that none of that in your dream is random so none of these symbols can be random. Like everything, in my opinion, everything has to fit together. Everything has to be pulled together. And in the conclusion, you should, you should in the, in the inter- interpretation, the final step, it should all come together in a way where it all makes sense. And so if there's something that's kind of left out, or there's something that just doesn't fit, then I feel like, something like I messed up on a symbol or I I pulled something from the dream that was irrelevant or I I I didn't pull the right uh 
culturally relevant, you know, part of the symbol, like something, I miss something. If something, it, it feels left out because at the end and in the interpretation, everything should feel cohesive. Like it should feel solid. It should feel complete. But I'm, I'm, I'm getting hit. I'll get into that a little bit more on the end. The analysis is everything you do to get to the interpretation, which is step four. The analysis is putting all the symbols and the introspection together, putting everything together so that it makes sense. Take the elements, symbols, imagery, all of that, all that stuff that you gather from step two, and then you begin to use these symbols and their meaning. I want to emphasize that you don't want to pull just from one source. You want to be able to pull from multiple sources, multiple subjects. Sometimes I'll reference things from history, uh, religion, spirituality, or psychology. And if you want to find a reason why all those research papers that you wrote in high school or college mattered, this this is where I feel I use all of my research paper um, skills that I learned in high school and college doing this dream interpretation. Even the film interpretation, um, I feel that I, I, it feels like I'm, I write, I'm writing research, like a really a short, shortish research paper. But I use a lot of the same tips and skills and stuff like my professors and teachers taught me. So I feel like it's coming into good use. Um, you you want to pull from multiple sources. Um, if you do find a good source, um, usually that's the base and you build from that. You know, if you're, you know, doing Wikipedia, there's nothing wrong with using Wikipedia, but it's a good base to start from. So you want to be able to take parts of, of that base and it should lead you to more sources like you should be able to find some kind of link some kind of references um a work cited page uh some kind of notes or source source notes or something that you can use and you can pull that from your base and then go down the rabbit hole and find the other articles find the other books find the other um related content you know like maybe you know the article was was about like the spiritual meaning of the symbol but then it has another meaning and it talks about something in another culture or it mentions color and so you just kind of pull from that and then you open up the window and you're like what does this mean in this color and you got that idea that you got that sort of clue from the base, you know, your starting point of your research. Like you always, you got to start somewhere. Usually I, I start on Google. Um, I I do have some books that I use, um, but there's so much more information available online. There's so much, so much you can pull from. You have so much access to everything um, online. So usually I open up Google and I, I type in whatever the symbol is. I'll type in, like, if it's a cat in the dream, I'll type in, you know, what does um, cat symbolism mean in the dream or cat symbol or cat meaning, you know, or something like that. 
or I'll put in like, what does blue mean? You know, what's the meaning of this color? What's the symbolism of this color? Once you start with that, you should be able to, you know, follow the breadcrumbs, follow these links. They should be able to take you to more related information and then you can kind of build your analysis by all of that. You know, I pull out things from the article and I just, I start off writing like a messy, um, because I usually type this on my computer. So I'll just start, you know, after I pull out, like I literally write down what the symbols are and then, you know, pull out these, these symbols or imagery from my dreams or like, you know, themes. I, I kind of do themes a lot. And as I'm reading these articles and these certain things in the articles pop out to me, then I'll just copy paste and I'll just put this all on the same page. And then as I get further and farther along in the analysis, I kind of put them in order. You know, I, I make it make sense. You know, like I have all these notes basically jumbled all together. And then I know when I'm going in the right direction because I start to notice a theme. Once I pull, once I see them, all the notes together, like I start noticing a theme. Like I start noticing that these things that I pulled are actually connected or they're related and so you'll slowly start to see the analysis come together. At least you should. At least that's what happens to me. Because I'm just like grabbing stuff. Like, oh, that's kind of related. That's kind of related. This makes sense. I don't know if other people are going to have the same thing It's going to happen to them as they're researching. But that's what I notice when I start pulling these notes and I start to realize that I can see this, this logical connection. And then when I compile that with the introspection, and I'm like, oh, this is what, you know, I think it's, you know, this dream is actually saying. So as you get these notes together, all this information that you found, and you start to see a connection, you start to see the relation, you start to see that there, that it just, it clicks, you know, that it just like fits together and compiled with, you know, the research on the symbols and then the introspection that you did from step two, you know, and pulling from multiple sources, multiple resources, all of this, you know, seeing it all come together, seeing it all it's sort of full form. It's starting to like look like a complete interpretation. And gathering all this information together, it gives a more insightful, a more thorough and dream dream interpretation. And that's what and that's the kind of result that you want. Um if I, I feel that if you're not seeing a complete well not I mean not even I'm mean, not a complete picture but if you're not seeing these connections forming then somewhere along the way you you've gone down the wrong path 
Like somehow something has gotten off track. So there's a a monkey. What's the saying? The monkey, there's a wrench in the. I don't know what they're saying, but there's something, something, something is is something is is out of place. Like you've misinterpreted, you misapplied something. As you pull these notes and you pull these things from these articles, multiple articles, multiple websites, multiple books. If you're if you're doing books, I mean you should be also doing stuff from books. That's important. <laughs> the key is that you should be seeing uh you know, we're pulling from all these resources, you're getting a more thorough and more insightful dream interpretation. But you want to you should be seeing the things sort of starting to form a, a complete interpretation by this point. Like you should be at that at this step already. Kind of recap, because I don't know if I kind of went off track, but <laughs> I'm going to do a recap. So, uh, you know, step two, you pulled out the symbols and you've done the introspection. We're now at step three. And uh, you you start off very simple by pulling out those symbols and uh, imagery and all those different things that you pulled out from step two. You start off just typing those in Google, looking them, looking those up. And even at this stage in step three, that you still want to also be mindful of you know introspection you still want to be able to be do, to be doing that even in this step because that's that's part about that's part of getting a complete thorough insightful interpretation as well like all these steps are you know important i mean some are more important than others but they're all important so you still want to be doing introspection and as you're going through this you should be seeing you know, it's a process. You're going through a cycle. So you should be starting to see things kind of come together. Another way, I, you know, another way you could put it, you can, things are, the truth is starting to unfold. It's starting to reveal itself. I mean, maybe that's, I wrote that down. I was like, that's kind of like the opposite things coming together, things unfolding. Um, I guess it's just two ways, two different ways to look at it, but it's ultimately, it's kind of the same thing. It's like the truth is unfolding. The truth is revealing itself as you're putting together this cohesive dream analysis interpretation. Um, I call this a process like I was saying it was like a process it's like you know you go through step one two three four but for it's also a cycle because find yourself maybe going back to step one and rereading your dream journal entry um, rereading your um, you know your dream sequence and I personally, I do it multiple times because the first time I do it, 
you know okay so first time is like I'm dreaming that's that's the first time that I go through this because that's like a real time and so I, I put that in there like that's like the first time so by the time I've written it in my journal I'm 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 going through the sequence a second time and then when I you know as I'm going through the analysis I'm kind of also going back to step one. Oh, well, not step one. I'm also going back to step two where I, well, it's also like step one. It's like I'm, I also go, you know, when I get to the analysis, I also go back to steps one and two where I read over the dream sequence, seeing if there's any other details that might have been important that I might have missed. So now, I, you know, I feel like I've gone over the dream sequence at least three times by now and then when I do the podcast when I'm recording it it's basically me talking out loud to myself so that's like a fourth time and even then you know when I get to the fourth time where I'm doing the dream sequence I've I've noticed things that I didn't notice before so I put that in here because that's another way that you can see if there's anything that you might have missed, any important elements that you should have looked up or researched and you didn't. You can read it out loud to yourself and you can tell the dream to someone else and see what they notice. Uh, because it's a process, you know, interpreting dreams is a process, but it's also like a cycle, cycle because you kind of do the same things over and over or at least multiple times. And the more times you do it, I feel like you get a better interpretation because you may notice or pick up things that you might have missed the first time you did it or the second time you did it. So that just, it helps with the analysis. And I think if you at the point of the analysis and something starts to seem like out of place or even if you've gotten to the interpretation the final step and you notice something is out of place then you'll you know you'll probably I mean you should go back to you know step one go read through the sequence again and see if you missed anything maybe you're paying too much attention to something that you shouldn't have been paying you know shouldn't have been paying attention to in the dream so it's a cycle. So maybe I should just call it a cycle instead of a process. I feel like when I'm retelling the dream, it almost feels as if I'm hearing or seeing because I visualize the dream as I talk. It feels as if I'm hearing or seeing the dream from a different perspective. It's kind of like proofreading, you know, where you proofread in stages. And I remember when I was taking writing classes, one of the professors was like, a really good way to see if you missed any mistakes is to go through your um, story backwards. And, you know, you've sort of like doing things, you know, out of not the natural sequence of that you would do it and so doing it that way you'll notice more things so like if you've written the story 
I mean, if you've written your dream down in a journal, maybe saying it out loud or reading it to someone else and having them hear it. It's like, and then having them comment or, you know, tell them tell you what they've noticed or what seems odd to them. It's kind of like you're seeing it from a different perspective or, you know, you're going out of the sequence of the order that you did before. Like you're just doing it a little bit different. And so in that way of doing it different, you'll notice things that you may have missed. We are now at step four, the interpretation. Uh, The interpretation is based on the analysis. The interpretation is the end result of the analysis. When you get everything together, it's neat, it's ready. The end goal, the interpretation, allows you to see the meaning behind the dream. You're able to draw some sort of conclusion. So if you've gone through the analysis however many times and you've, you've, you've drawn some conclusion that you've gotten some meaning out of it, that you've, you know, at the end of this process, this cycle, gotten into the cycle, that in the end you've been able to sort of understand or see yourself in a way that you didn't before, I feel that you have got, you know, you've gotten a complete dream interpretation done. Because this dream, the dream is all about you. Everyone in the dream is you. Conversation you're having is you talking to yourself. Is your subconscious talking to you or your subconscious talking to your subconscious? you're having a conversation with yourself so it's it's the whole point of for me and for everyone about dream interpretation is to be able to understand understand yourself or see yourself in a way that you didn't normally see yourself in a way <laughs> you see yourself in a way that you would normally have seen yourself and I feel like that I didn't say that right. That just sounds weird saying it out loud. You want to learn something about yourself. You want to be able to, you know, if there's something going on in your life, something that you're preoccupied with, you want to be able to understand or maybe answer some questions you have or solve a, a mystery about yourself. I've feel that I've learned a lot about myself. A lot of the things that I am going through in my waking life also play out in my dreams. And in dreaming, I feel like I I under I'm able to understand myself better than I do when I'm awake. Because when I'm awake, there's there's things that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not even thinking about this stuff. Like, I'm not even thinking about my problems or, you know, issues or whatever. I'm not even thinking it about it. And then I dream and, you know, the dream happens and it's like, I, you know, I wake up and I start like trying to analyze it. And it's like, 
it's it's like you're seeing yourself through someone else's eyes. You know, you're seeing yourself for the first time or you're seeing yourself in a new way. It's like a new perspective. It's like you can only see yourself this way when you're asleep and you dream. And it I don't know, I feel like it's the subconscious. It's when you dream, you have access to the subconscious and you don't have access when you're awake. And so you fall asleep and you it's like you have access to this part of yourself that you don't normally have access to. And so it's as if I, you know, I see a part of myself that I didn't see or I'm able to understand myself in a way that I have not been able to. So I think that's the way that dreams can be therapeutic and they can be healing. Like, I I don't think they can take the place of, you know, professional like therapy or anything like that. But it does allow you to see yourself from a different point of view. And I think that's very therapy. That's very helpful. I don't know. It just feels like, you know, you've opened this door when you dream this hidden room of yourself. I don't, I'm getting like way off track. Uh, so yeah, dreams can be, dream interpretation can be therapeutic. It can be very helpful. Um, resources. I don't, I mean, of course I mentioned this earlier, Google the internet, by far the easiest and most accessible books. Um, dream dictionaries are very popular. You can, you know, buy at bookstore at the library reference section, you can get like a, a dream dictionary and they have these resources online as well, like websites that are dream dictionaries and dream dictionaries are a good base to start from, but I don't think they should be your only resource when it comes to dream interpretation because there's so much more involved and a lot of dream dictionaries aren't, aren't, um, com- there aren't complete enough, like they don't have enough reference sources, you know, it'll just have like an entry and that's it. Like you want to find a book. I mean, if you can't, you know, get multiple books, you want to find a book that um, is able to pull, have multiple entries when it comes to like a similar, I have a book, it's called Oh, it's 1,000 symbols or something like that. Um, And it has like the list of symbols. And then each symbol, like they have the symbols grouped by, you know, in categories. Each symbol, they reference multiple cultures or religions or mythologies and it gives you like an excerpt, you know, it's not like these long entries, but because they give you these multiple, like little excerpts from multiple sources, that gives you a chance to um, use that and then plug it into like Google or go to a library somewhere if you're like old school and you can research multiple 
you know, you can research these things. So it gives you like that good starting point because they have these multiple entries in there and then you can just use that and look up those symbols. Like it gives you direction. Like it's like little breadcrumbs, you know, it gives you multiple meanings under underneath each symbol. And then you just take it from there and then you can plug that into a search engine and then it takes you onto the different paths and the different books and articles and stuff. So that's that's what I do. But it's really important to pull from multiple subjects. You know, you're not just looking in the in the dream dictionary and it's just the dream dictionary, like it doesn't have any other references, any other little bullet points to pull from. You want something that's a bit more comprehensive. And you can find these books in, you know, the reference section, your local library or bookstore. That's usually where I find them. Um, Usually anything about dreams or symbols, they usually have it in the reference section. Um, But you can also look for books on mythology, religion, spirituality, um, symbols and art. Um, you also may want to look up books that about color, color theory. Um, there was this website I remember I found back in the day called Color Astrology. And it was like a combination of color theory and astrology, which is kind of like in the spirituality section. So that's something you can pull from as well to kind of have these books in your repertoire and, um, use that to help you with interpretation what else language might i mean language might also be a good uh a good uh like a reference book sort of have like if you're a study because a lot of these languages are based on latin and it's like what does it mean in latin like where did this word originate um our mind references language it uses language when we dream uh, it even uses puns, dream puns, and jokes. So our subconscious is very aware of language. And lastly, if you are stumped still, or you don't want to go through this whole process, you can just contact me and I will do the dream interpretation for you. If you're interested in having your dream analyzed on episode of Juncture, or not. I mean, maybe you don't want it to be on the episode of Juncture. Uh, you can contact me on Twitter. Uh, you can go to my Twitter page. You can send me a direct message. Or if you go to my Twitter page, there is a pinned post that has a link to a form. And you can type your dream in there, submit it anonymously. Um, if you want to be contacted when it's featured, You can leave your email, uh, put your email in the form. Lastly, again, second, final lastly, don't forget to follow me on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Juncture Podcast. And thanks for listening to Juncture and I hope you all tune in next time.